ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm Janice Porter, and I have a really special person with me today. Her name is Kim Day, or Kimberly Day, more formally. Kim and I have known each other for a long time and through different iterations of both of our businesses. So welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for having me, Janice. You're very welcome. I just want to tell my audience a little bit about about you. Um, You are the award-winning author of Write and Grow Rich, How to Use a Book to Supersize Your Brand, Your Business, and Your Bank Account. I think we should start there and tell me how that came to be. Well, that was, uh, that's an interesting story because it kind of goes back to when I was a financial advisor. So of course, when we very first met, Mm. I was a financial advisor. And for those of you listening, I was actually a financial advisor for over 13 years. Uh, I was one, if you can remember back to going to live networking events (laughs) where we were all able to gather in person. I was one of usually a half a dozen financial advisors in the room. So there was also a lot of realtors and a lot of mortgage brokers. So I was in an industry that was very saturated. And to be honest, also a little bit of a skeptical industry because it takes a while for somebody to open up with respect to their finances. Of course. Right? Uh, Kind of understandable. So this was, um, so marketing was always one of the big things that I was constantly working on with respect to how do you attract people into your community? How do you build that know, like, and trust? And how do you get somebody to take that next step with you and trust you to share that very personal and sometimes vulnerable story? Mm-hmm. And so in 2017, I wrote my very first book, which was called The Financial Fitness Playbook, The Ultimate Guide to Winning the Run- Money Game. And I had a big, huge plan to not only write that book, but then to write the Millennials Guide to Winning the Money Game and the Baby Boomers Guide and the Couples Guide and the Single Parents Guide and the Entrepreneurs Guide. I was going to write all the guides. And um, then everything changed. It was, uh, the tool was miraculous. I had actually doubled my income in less than 12 months. But I realized that there was a reason that I didn't have enough clients in my finance business. And that's because I didn't love finance. I was not passionate about what I was doing. So I have to stop you there because that's huge that if you're not speaking to your passion and you're not, then it can't last, right? It, it just, so was it, was it a case at first about maybe you had a, um, an inkling, but you thought if you could up the level or change the the trajectory of it, that it would be okay. But then that didn't pan out. That's exactly what happened. I thought I was miserable because I didn't have enough clients and money. But why I was miserable is because I was miserable with what I was doing. That's huge. Yeah, it was huge. And so it was a big game changing moment for me. And in the, in the timing for this is, is interesting because I call it my pivot 
of that time. Mm -hmm. But we're, there's a lot of people pivoting right now too. Right. That, that's a pretty important word. And um, if 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 I've learned anything in life, it's that it's too short to do things that you're miserable doing. Right. And you can't just talk about how oh you hate your job or you hate your relationship or you hate the status of your health if you are miserable or unhappy with the way things are going in your life you need to make a decision that involves changing that for yourself right so i made a big decision that after putting 13 years of blood sweat and tears into it that i was going to pivot into something different which was scary in and of itself oh yeah because because we get wrapped up in our identity is largely wrapped up in what we do for a living. Mm -hmm. And then I had to kind of muddle around in my brain, the idea of how do I go to a networking event where people know me as for 13 years as Kim, the financial advisor. And all of a sudden now I'm standing up and doing my one minute infomercial as Kim, the book coach. I was like, Oh my God, no one's going to even take me seriously. They're going to think I'm crazy. And what I realized is it was just a mindset shift that I needed to make because I had achieved really transformational results by writing a book. I had doubled my income in 12 months and I was super excited to show other people how to achieve those same results. So as soon as I was able to make that reframe or that mental shift, everything changed from there. And it's just been a blessing ever since. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really obvious now when I have you're back in my life. You were um, in another part of Canada for a while. And, and then I, I think we reconnected on Facebook a couple of times and, um, and then now you're back and it was kind of, yeah, just, it didn't take two seconds to go right back where we were. Um, but I have to go back to when you first wrote the book in the uh, financial planning business. Was that like an inspiration that you had? Did somebody inspire you? Did you, did you read a book that, prompted you to think that was the way like where did that come from that is a great question <laughs> and it was actually prompted by the person who I ended up hiring as my coach to write my book oh. I was at a, a personal and professional development is one of uh, my big passions <clears throat> and I, as I know it is for you we're yeah. constantly in the growth and learning mode um, especially in business as absolutely I mean look at everything that's happened over the last three months if you're not in growth and learning mode right, right. now, you're, oh, yeah. you're not <laughs> growing, you're dying. So yeah, exactly. I'm always a big, big supporter of personal development and growth. So I was at a huge, big seminar down in LA called the world's greatest marketing seminar. It was a platform event where multiple speakers would get up and talk about all the different tools. So just like Janice, you're using uh, LinkedIn and you use uh, relationship marketing to, to show people how to grow their business. Uh, I'm using book marketing. But there's people that uh, specialize in video marketing, email marketing, Facebook marketing, all these different marketing tactics, if you will. Right. The underlying strategy is the same. It's lead generation. It's positioning right. yourself as an expert. It's building relationships. Um, it's connecting and nurturing and your prospects until they become customers. Mm -hmm. And so I, as I was listening to all these speakers, the gentleman who was talking out about a book really positioned it as one of those authority building tools that can really help you stand out from the crowd. So I spoke originally about financial advisors being kind of a dime a dozen, mm -hmm. unintended. Uh, the book really resonated with me as a way to stand out from my competition. So if somebody was looking to do business with me versus a different advisor, well, I'm the one who wrote the book on it. I'm instantly perceived as um, a, a more of an expert than my competition. Right. And 
in all likeliness, I'll, I might, I'm, it gives me a better chance of winning somebody's trust and winning their business. Yeah. Strange, but true. Right. And it, yeah. And it was because I was not any smarter than I was three months earlier before of I wrote course. the book. Yeah. I just took it out of my head, put it in a pretty package. And now all of a sudden people perceive me as a smarter expert. Yeah. And in yeah. my world, I mean, I was looking up to mentors like, um, or celebrities in my industry, mm -hmm. like Susie Orman in the States or mm -hmm. Gail has Oxlade um, in Canada. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if you're listening right now, you can think of somebody in your industry that you look up to and chances are they have a book. Right. So uh, the, the, the strategy resonated with me. And so I hopped on board and three months later I had book in hand and uh, things not only changed my business, they really changed my life because I, it, it led me down the path that I'm on today, which gives me so much joy. It's so exciting to hop on calls where people are excited and passionate about moving their business to another level. And it's, it's just such a different story than getting on a phone call going, Oh, <laughs> do I need to buy that life insurance or do I really need that much? Nobody's excited about life insurance, but I'll tell you what, Janice, everybody's excited about writing a book. Yeah, I, I totally get it. And, uh, and I also see the passion in it that you have. So you work mostly with coaches, consultants, service-based entrepreneurs, correct? That's right. Okay. And can, do you have, I know you haven't been doing it that long, but do you have a story of um, someone you've worked with yet that um, who found that same passion once they had their book that you did? I, I have many, many stories. Oh, good. Okay. Can you give me a couple of examples then? One that really stands out from the crowd for me is a, um, one of my clients that I, that I helped. Uh, she came to me as a doTERRA uh, rep. So if anybody knows doTERRA, it's an essential oil company. Oils, yeah. um, it's also a network marketing company. So you can actually build a team and a business around it. And my client, Angie, she was super passionate about um, uh, teaching people how to incorporate essential oils and that uh, into their healthy living uh, lifestyle. And she came to me and she said, Kim, I'd really like to write a book because I feel like when I go out into my community, people just perceive me as a stay-at-home mom who's just trying to kind of peddle essential oils. Right. And I said, Angie, you're right. That's probably how people perceive you. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm right. just saying it was, it was actually really insightful that she was thinking about that mm -hmm. and thinking, how can I elevate my expertise and my brand mm -hmm. by becoming a published author? And through a deeper dive, though, where, where it got really exciting is that I found out she had a multiple number other of certifications. She was um, yoga certified. And not only that, but pelvic floor yoga certified. She's BCRPA certified. So for those listening, that means you can teach in a gym in the province of BC. Mm -hmm. So you can teach fitness training. She had nutritional certifications and energy healing certifications. Wow. And I said to her, Angie, why do you have all of these other certifications and why aren't you using them? She's like, oh, well, I am teaching yoga and strength training at Good Life. She goes, but you know, um, the whole reason that I'm super passionate about the essential oils is because after the birth of my first son, I fell into postpartum depression mm -hmm. and only I didn't label it as that. I was just, look, I was wondering why I was so unhappy and why I wasn't more grateful for this beautiful baby that I had and my loving husband. So she goes, so I would lock myself in my room, crying myself to sleep, eating tubs of Haagen-Dazs and trying to figure out how to make my life better. 
So she was exploring all of these natural, amazing ways to feel better. And meanwhile, the light bulbs are pinging off in my head going, oh my goodness, you've got so much more than an essential oil business here. You could quite literally create a coaching program to help postpartum moms like get to the other side where they're using exercise, fitness, nutrition, uh, healing, meditation, journaling, and essential oils right. to get out and move past that um, that challenge that they're having in their life. And you could make a difference in people's lives. And we ended up creating a whole book and a program for her, uh, which changed her from you know um, a struggling doTERRA-only business mm -hmm. to a six-figure business now that includes doTERRA because mm -hmm. the essential oils are still part of that program. So these are the transformational results that make me super excited to get up every morning and, uh, and help other entrepreneurs uh, achieve really great success in their business. Oh, I can see that. That, that is so exciting when you can delve into somebody's um, real, um, their diamonds in the rough kind of thing. Um, did you always think of yourself as a marketer? That's a great question. And I don't know that I always did think of myself as a marketer. Although as a financial advisor, I was marketing all the time. Mm -hmm. I was, I was solely in charge of my lead generation. Mm -hmm. So it's funny how it all came full circle. And really now I'm just helping other people come up with uh, more successful strategies to do that. And it's not just books because you know, I'm active on LinkedIn. I'm active on Facebook. I'm using other marketing tactics mm -hmm. and strategies to grow my business. But the book is a great tool that kind of, um, bridges the gap between all of those strategies. Mm -hmm. You can use your book on LinkedIn as a lead generation um, tool. You can use your book on social media. It becomes a repurposable asset for right. your business. Right. An asset that you can use over and over and over again in so many other uh, areas through mm -hmm. your email marketing, through your video marketing. I talk about it all the time. You can use it to get free media and publicity and speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. And you, Janice, you do a lot of speaking and a lot of networking as well. And those are areas, I mean, we're on your relationship or rules podcast. Um, these are ways that you build stronger relationships with people is getting out into front of audiences and connecting with people and coming with a, um, you know, with an attitude of being able to serve and help other people. And these are things that help solidify those relationships and get people wanting to do business with you faster and sooner than possibly you could on your own. Yeah, that's all really good stuff. Um, I've never felt that I, I've had a book in me until I talked to you because the way you describe it and the way you um, work I probably do have a book in me because I have the knowledge I have. I teach whatever I teach. It could be in a book. I chose to do a podcast because I like talking to people and I, you know, that's my medium, but I haven't ruled it out yet because I, I have, a, I have this feeling that we're somewhere along the line, we're going to do this together. But, um, but I so see the power of it for sure. And I think that uh, I know with, you know, that I'm part of, um, a relationship marketing um, company and uh, send out cards. And one of the opportunities that we've been given as um, affiliates of that company is to share um, our CEO, our CVO, our founder, Cody Bateman had written a book called The Power of Human Connection. And it's a pretty good book. And it talks a lot about how building relationships is so important to business and how, how to do it and different examples. And you said something earlier about, um, you know, 
uh, networking and, and uh, lead generation online, we also have to remember the retention and the nurturing of those relationships as well. And this book touches on that as well. So what he's done is he's allowed us, he set it up in send out cards so that we can send that book to anybody for only the cost of shipping. And, you know, it's on Amazon and it's everywhere else, but it's a very powerful tool. So I know that it is a powerful tool. So if it was my own book, it would be even, you know, it would be even better. So put that in your back of your mind and tell me um, in today, because you love to learn and, and uh, you're into personal development, are you um, more specifically a reader, an audible reader, uh, a podcast listener, video watcher, or all of the above? What do you do, tend to do first? I'm an all of the above girl for sure. <laughs> um, I'm consuming a lot of video content right now. Okay. I also listen to audio. I think it's a great tool if you're in a vehicle. Yeah. I, I'm one of those people where if I'm in the car, the radio isn't on, I'd rather be filling my brain with something I can learn to and listen to. I Somebody referred to it as turning your vehicle into your mobile university. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a great opportunity yeah. for dead time to be able to uh, put some amazing stuff into your brain. Right. But when it comes to a book, I am a tactile a book reader. I like to have a physical copy of a book. That's my preference. I know yeah. there's the Kobo and the Kindle readers out there that would, that would probably be, I, I have a girlfriend who takes her Kindle into the pool with her. She puts it in a Ziploc baggie so it won't get wet and she, oh my she dies, lives and dies by her Kindle reader. But I'm, I'm personally a tactile, I like to hold the book in my hand kind of person. Me too, me too. Yeah. yeah. Are you reading anything right now? What I'm reading right now is the story brand. Oh, I was just um, talking to someone. Donald, Donald Miller? Yes, my daughter told me about that book. I have to read it. Yeah. But I never sit down and read long enough. I get sidetracked really easily. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Aud and audios are sometimes better for that, for busy people on the go, because you can yeah. hit pause and just pick it back up where, where you left off, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what are you most curious about? I like to ask my guests something about curiosity. What are you most curious about in this world? Oh, my gosh. It could be business. It could be not business. I guess I'm most curious about the power of human resiliency right now. Mm. It's a, um, I'm in awe and I'm inspired by the things that people are doing to overcome adversity right now. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, something that brings me joy when I see people that are able to rise above challenges that are happening in their lives with uh, positive attitudes and, you know, a great outlook and, that really makes me happy. Well, yeah, there's definitely a lot to talk about these days for sure. And um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So what would your, if you were to give one piece of advice to my audience, my audience is mostly um, entrepreneurs, small business owners, sales professionals. What would your piece of business advice be to them? Take massive amounts of imperfect action. Love it. You don't need to wait till all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. You just need to take action and activity consistently every single day. And you will get where you're going. I guarantee you. That's an, I, 
that is uh, a great piece of advice, especially for somebody like me, who's a bit of a perfectionist. And, uh, and when I see you uh, on your uh, Facebook lives and you just do it, girl, you just do it. And I, I just so admire that because um, I'm getting better, but I'm still not, you know, it's not perfect for me. I like this morning I was on a call and I noticed the sun wasn't shining. My blinds were open, but I was thinking, God, I look so gray on this call. I need to have a light behind over here or whatever. And I'm like, really, who cares? They don't care. You know, just do it. And, and I think that, you know, I have to get over that and get over myself. Right. So I love that you have that attitude. I think that's amazing. Life is all about being able to correct and continue. So one of my uh, coaches called it ready, fire, aim. Yeah. So fire first. You might have to make some adjustments, but if you're, the more you're firing, the more you're going to hit that target. So you need to get out there, right? Uh, there's, and I, there's probably a t dozen of other cheesy quotes about that, right? Like well, that's a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, I like that other one. Um, the more you fire, what was it? The more you fire, the more um, you're going to hit your target. Right. And that just makes me think of um, lead generation, prospecting, calling people, however you do it, because it's all about the numbers. You have to be calling and connecting with other, with people all the time or it doesn't, or you don't get anywhere. Right. Yeah. Do you ever cold call anymore? I don't personally cold call myself. I never did. Okay. Cold call for me was always, that dreaded 10,000 pound elephant. Okay. <laughs> and I don't care how many bites at a time you're supposed to die <laughs> slowly. It was never palatable for me. Uh, the phone was heavy. Laundry was a better idea than a, than a cold call for me. Um, That's probably why you're so good on social media, because for me, it's, I'd much rather pick up the phone. It's also an age thing. I know that, but um, that's my comfort zone is um, the phone doesn't scare me. Uh, what scares me is being in, live in front of people. Mm -hmm. I don't mind picking up the phone, but a cold call versus yeah. a warm call yeah, yeah. Is, is completely different. Yeah. So yeah, the cold well, call. I think that's a mindset actually, but. And very, you very well could be right. I, <laughs> and I, I, I fully admit, I always have a lot of work I could still be doing on myself yeah. as we all do. So that's right. That's right. For sure. Um, so you and I have been involved in, um, uh, virtual networking now for a few months and I'm just going to wrap up with this where can you see that it's it is it that much different do you like the fact that we're able to virtually network anywhere versus having to drive somewhere and park the car and go to because I know I do and I, I don't know if I don't care if I ever go to an in-person networking event again but well, I don't know what do you think I love virtual networking as well I think it is the wave of the future for sure. Well, so it's, it's now out of necessity, but out of necessity. But like you said, uh, I don't know if I don't ever care to get in, involved in another networking event ever again, the live and in person, but it certainly does save you a lot of time. You don't have to get in your car. Right. It saves you aggravation. You don't have to drive through traffic and find parking. Right. It saves you money. You don't have to pay for parking food yeah. at a restaurant that you may or may not want to eat yeah. um, or fees for being at those restaurants that you may or may not want to pay because you don't actually really want to eat the food that's there. <laughs> and there are so many uh, reasons why I love virtual networking. I feel like uh, virtual networking has also collapsed 
uh, borders and timeframes. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I was on a call last week with somebody in the Netherlands. We both know people now in Singapore and, and uh, Southeast Asia. I'm on the on calls with, I was on a Zoom call with somebody in Australia, in the UK, in the mm -hmm. US. So for me, virtual networking has allowed me to become an international uh, business owner, which is really exciting. Yeah, it is. It's really, really true. I've spoken to people in all of those countries too. The, the only challenge we have is, well, what time is it in your country? And, you know, can we both be up at the same time? Other than that, it's, it just opens so many interesting doors. I agree. Well, I wish I had done it. I wish I had done it sooner. Yeah, exactly. Out internationally sooner. Yeah. And it's funny. It took this to, we were, I was on zoom before coronavirus. So oh. I could, and I was on, you know, calls before coronavirus. I could have been on a call or a zoom with somebody internationally all last year, but I didn't think about it because I didn't have to. Well, so. and that's okay. As long as you didn't have to, and it wasn't, you know, you were doing fine without it. It's all good. Right. Um, so I understand uh, that you have a, um, I, I don't know if you're opening up to my, get, to my audience, uh, a copy of your 10-step guide. Would that be okay if I mention it? Absolutely. Yes, I do have a, it's well, actually, why don't you it? yeah, it's, it's um, the 10-step guide to writing, planning and writing a business building book. It is actually more than a guide, I think. It's 20 pages. It's workbook style. So there's instructions, there's places where you can fill things out and brainstorm and there's checklists and worksheets. And quite literally, if you go through that 10 step guide and follow it step by step, you could very well have a first draft of a book ready by the end of it. Nice, so I don't have your copy. I guess I better get one. So how does somebody get one? So you can email me kim at kimberlyday.com i'll put that in the show notes okay that is my email and email me with the subject line i want that guide and <laughs> i'm happy to send it over PDF and i heard style. you on janice's podcast relationships rule <laughs> please let me know that you heard it on relationships rule so i know who to thank. <laughs> yeah that's awesome well kim it's been a pleasure and a delight as usual i thank you and uh, I look forward to that 10-step guide and at some point maybe writing a book with you. I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. And what? for your guests as well, if anybody is thinking about writing a book in the fall and maybe oh, yes. ticking, that, ticking that off of their bucket list for 2020. So yes. you can look back on 2020 and instead of going, 2020 was the year of coronavirus, you could go, 2020 is the year I wrote my first book. I am starting a group program uh, September 1st. Okay. There will be an information session or webinar on August 25th mm -hmm. at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for anyone who would like some more information possibly on whether that's a good fit for them or, or their business. Happy to share as well the link to that. Yeah, uh, please do. Send that to me and I'll put that in the show notes too. With your guests and uh, that would be great. And otherwise, if somebody doesn't want to wait till August 25th to find out all the information. I'm happy to hop on a quick call with somebody and discuss whether this might be a good fit for them. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kim. It's been a pleasure. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. And if you liked what you heard, make sure you leave a review. And, um, and I think they called ratings. Yes, yeah, so a ratings and review. I always forget that one. Um, and uh, let us know that you liked it. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.